Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to Saving Lives in Slow Motion. Today's episode is all about empathy. Now, you might be wondering why I've picked empathy as a topic. Lots of reasons. One is it's important in my profession. Another is that I think it's really difficult to be empathetic these days because of the times that we're living through. And I also want to explore whether empathy is even important. You know, I think it is. Many people don't. Um, Is it something that's important in today's world and something that has a place? Or are we being forced into a world or into a future where these qualities are just not valued in the same way as they might have been, say, 50 years ago? So where does the word empathy come from? Well, Path comes from pathos in Greek, which means feeling, and M means in, so it's kind of in-feeling. And that kind of sums it up in a way, doesn't it? Because we all, well, I think we all know what empathy means. It actually reminds me of um, a course I went on many, many years ago as a GP trainee, and it was like an advanced consulting course. And one of the instructors, who's a very experienced GP Um, kind of got into an argument with me, or we got into an argument with each other, about the difference between empathy and sympathy. And he kept saying this thing, oh, empathy is when you come up alongside someone else. And I thought, what on earth does that mean? What do you mean, like when you pull up next to them in traffic or something? What do you mean by that? And my understanding of empathy and the difference between empathy and sympathy is empathy is very much about understanding and being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes whereas sympathy is more about togetherness and what you might do at a funeral or a wake or feeling a sense of sadness or compassion for someone so to me they're quite different um And true empathy is really, I think, quite difficult um, because in order to empathise with someone else, you need to be quite vulnerable and be able to open yourself up to certain emotions that enables you to really almost feel what someone else is feeling. Now, that, of course, is, is my definition. And 
I know a lot of people on their Insta feeds or on their podcasts talk about what experts think. That's great because experts are experts. But um, my sort of podcast is is because I'm time limited and it's just me. I'm afraid is is more about my own view, having collated all of these other views. But just while we're on the the subject of definitions of empathy, one of the interesting things is that when you look at surveys of people when they're asked what empathy actually means it does actually mean something different to different people so although I was slightly annoyed um, with you know the the trainer on the course that I was talking about a minute ago in a way who's to say that I'm right and he's not or vice versa so some people think empathy is about actions other people think it's about feelings Um, one group of people think it's it's about being a nice person you know so you know it it means different things to different people but if we take the premise that it has something to do with understanding what other people are going through then i think at the moment where we are in the world there is a lack of that and why do I say that? Well, just look at what's going on in the world. And, and I guess if you had to kind of characterise this uh, or personify it, um, you know, you could say, you could argue that Boris Johnson lacks empathy, whereas Jacinda Ardern in New Zealand has bucket loads. That's just my opinion, but that's kind of how I see it based on what I've heard them say and how they handle themselves in interviews and when it comes to dealing with crises. It's a big ask, isn't it? Because if you're going to convince people that you're empathetic, you've almost got to cater for the person that is looking for actions or results, as well as the people who think it's about feelings. But, you know, does it even matter? So I want you to just think of a scenario here. And it's one that is fairly commonplace and happens in real life on a regular basis I'm sure. So let's say you are going to buy your child's first bike and you've got an idea of what you want already because you've done a bit of research online and you go down to your local bike store and you walk into the first store and the salesperson is delightful, really engaging with your child understands what you want and what you need um, and but they haven't quite got the bike that you really want they've got something similar but you know in your heart of hearts that you probably don't really want it and it's not quite the right one so you decide that you're going to come back you then go to another bike store where they've got the bike that you want but the salesperson is horrible they're rude they have no empathy they're just They haven't got manners, you know, but they've got the product you want at the right price. What do you do? Do you buy the bike in the first store or the bike in the second store? And hypothetically, of course, um, because this is hypothetical, you have to buy one that day. You can't sort of keep going to other stores or come back. That's an interesting one for me because I think if you're feelings driven, you'd storm out of the second shop and think, can't believe this person's so rude, you know, I, I, I'm i not going to buy a bike from here. Um, but actually the 
pragmatist would think, well, wait a minute, I don't really care if the salesperson's rude because I know I want that bike. You know, he's, he or she is just being obnoxious and just, just ignore it. I guess that's not a great example of empathy, but my bet is that many people would have not even made it to store number two because they would have been so connected with the empathetic salesperson that they would almost certainly have bought the bike that they didn't really want, which in itself sounds like it's a mistake, but you know, um, you get the point. I think I think about empathy a lot because I'm in a profession where I feel historically it's been very important and people's tether is very short these days uh, for obvious reasons. It's been a long haul. We're all exhausted. Um, Everyone wants the world to go back to some form of normality. And there is this phenomenon in medicine called compassion fatigue, where if you're a bit burnt out or exhausted, you just cannot care anymore, even though you want to. And I've not hit that. I think some days I feel by the end of the day, that you know I, I would struggle to see or speak to more people but I'm much more aware at the moment that people in general have so many problems themselves that they just do not have the capacity to think about anyone else's so there's a real lack of empathy everywhere however you define it whatever your definition of it is so what can we do about that is it a problem How do we fix that if it's even something that needs fixing? Well, it's interesting. The evidence, if you like, on this, and it's an area that is nebulous and difficult to study, but there are lots of things going on in the world at the moment. So there's a a big rise in mental health problems in young or youngish populations. There's also been a massive explosion in the use of social media and some experts say that those two things that have been kind of bubbling along in the background have increased people's selfishness if you like their obsession with self you know their narcissism if you would and as a result empathy's gone down um chuck in the pandemic and the fact that people are generally fed up and you've got diminishing levels of empathy. So what's wrong with that? I mean, apart from the fact that people are fed up and a bit more selfish. Well, I've seen this um, in my career with patients and something's changed in people over the last two and a half decades. And I think the reason, the root cause, as I've just said, is societal. Now, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but if you think about the definitions of empathy and then link it to what that does to a human being and why empathy is important to some people, most people, I would argue, is it's part of being human. And the really big question is, am I talking about the human of the now and 
in our future? I'm not sure. What does being human actually mean? You know, it's a scary thought. Um, in many ways, modern culture directs the way that we think. So often science fiction movies, for example, will actually have a, a real impact on technological advances. And a movie I watched recently, which I'm sure many of you have seen, called Don't Look Up, is pretty terrifying to me, partly because so much of it was quite close to the bone and not far off reality, despite it being a, a parody film. And secondly, you know, are we moving towards that world of just data and automation? And, you know, what does, what does it mean to be human? I mean, if, if empathy is going to be important, then let's just think about ourselves for a minute and how we define ourselves. So me, personally, I'm a human being first. Then I am whatever I am to my family, husband, son, father, all of those things. This may differ for all of us. You know, some people would define themselves by their religion first, for example. But my question goes back to what does it mean to be human? And the reason I think that's so important is because empathy is about connection. You do often see articles about how nowadays everyone just stares at their phones and doesn't, you know, no one talks to each other on the bus or the tube or the train. And then the counterpoint is, well, you know, in the 70s and 80s, people used to stare at their newspapers and their books. Um, but there's also this fear about, you know, being able to speak to someone who's a stranger and saying the wrong thing in case you offend them. And there are lots of modern day barriers, most of which have good intentions because they're based around safety. But that too makes us more disconnected. So I guess coming full circle, I think there is a case for a more empathetic world because it would improve connections between human beings. We would understand each other a bit better and the world would be a happier place. Okay, great. So what's the manifesto for that? How do we do that? Well, the first thing is that we've got to accept that empathy is something worth investing in. And, you know, we don't see a lot of empathy in politics or in, dare I say it, healthcare sometimes, um, the way things are going. So the formula for increasing empathy, so number one is societal. We've got to value it and redefine what it means to be human. Connection, the importance of connection, and really trying to curate a culture where we are inclusive, we're curious about people who are different to us, and we manage to have conversations around common themes that make us all human. Why that's so important is because if we don't do that, then we're heading to a world of stereotypes and differences. I've said before on other podcast episodes that we tend to look at our own feeds. And if we keep doing that, then we're not going to have a broad view of the world. It will help make us less judgmental and 
not make assumptions about people from the way they look or the way they sound, um, all of those things. So that's the first point. The second is to really listen. And apart from being curious, actually listening to the other person is in itself part of empathy because you can't understand someone else's position unless you really listen. And for me, the last one is the most important. And this is about experiencing life in someone else's shoes. So twice uh, in the last 12 years or so, I've actually tried something called an empathy suit um, or empathy goggles as well. So this is where you wear uh, goggles which mimics eye conditions that um, make you very make it really difficult for you to see anything. So it's like being partially sighted or blind. And I can tell you after just a few minutes, it's incredibly uncomfortable and you realize how disabling it is not being able to see and how much we take sight for granted. And then I tried on another one which mimicked the effect of someone having a stroke. Um, and again, it, 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 you know, it started off almost like a bit of, as a, as a bit of fun, but after, after several minutes, it was really quite distressing. And I think the thing that stuck in my mind is that, you know, it was re reversible for me. After a few minutes, I was going to be able to take these off and go back to my normal, in inverted commas, life. But it really stayed with me and made me realise the difficulty that people have with those conditions. And, and yeah, really made me quite upset in, in some ways, but really made me think. And I think, you know, we have all these awareness days for around health health isn't just isn't the only thing that's the example i was using but really in terms of empathy we need to be doing more of that i feel where we actually you know realize what it's like to trade places if you like for a day or whatever i don't know how we would do that but i suspect schools would need to be heavily involved so that it starts early on Okay, so listen, I would love to hear your views on empathy. Am I just talking a load of guff or are you with me on this? Do you think we need more empathy in the world? Also, I would love some topic suggestions because the breadth of stuff that I like to cover, um, as you can see, is pretty wide ranging uh, from medicine to humanities but I can do something very medical as well if that's what you'd like do let me know on Twitter or Instagram or my Facebook page and as always I'm going to end with a quote because I think they do just make you think this is by someone who I have so much admiration for and she was um, really was legendary in many ways the great Maya Angelou and I think this is pretty apposite when it comes to empathy I'm sure many of you have heard this before I've learned that people will forget what you said people will forget what you did but people will never forget how you made them feel 
And if you can be aware of how someone else feels, then that is empathy. And with that, I bid you farewell for now. Thank you so much for listening. Please leave me some feedback if you get time. And in the meantime, until we meet again, please do take care, stay well, and hopefully we can work towards living in a more empathetic world. Bye for now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.